Here beneath these signs are hidden priceless things. To sense forbidden, signs, not things, are all we see. Flesh from bread and blood from wine. Yet is Christ in either sign all entire confessed to be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Just a word to mark this midpoint in the octave of Corpus Christi. The Church, in her boundless jubilation, in her ecstatic contemplation, the adorable mysteries of our Lord's body and blood finds it necessary is compelled to prolong the feast one day is simply not enough as I explained to the little girls who received their first Holy Communion on Saturday last one day is not enough the feast overflows continues and suggests by reason of its eight-day observance, the wedding feast of the Lamb, giving us a foretaste of eternity. Repetition is integral to the liturgical pedagogy of Mother Church. Once is not enough. Things must be said and said again and said again, even better chanted and chanted again and chanted yet again. So that by dint of repetition, things sublime, ineffable, pass from up here into the heart. This is the pedagogy of the sacred liturgy. Oh, people of a rationalist bent would be critical of, for example, reading the same epistle and the same gospel for eight days in succession, singing the same chants over and over again. Why the Laodiceum every day? I defy you to plumb the depths, to grasp the meaning of the Laodicean in one rendition. Quite impossible. It begs to be sung over and over again. And so too in our Lexio Divina. We pore over the same texts again and again. And this because the word of God is inexhaustible an abyss of light, an ever-flowing wellspring. And so the brother who kneels at his Lectio Divina and reads John 6, 56 through 59, a mere three verses today, will want to return to the text again and again and take it 
to heart. I've been thinking since Saturday evening of that extraordinary antiphon that we sang concerning the little boy Samuel, to whom the word of the Lord was precious, something to be held, something to be stored away in the heart. And so we read every day during this octave, He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood abideth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live, I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, that draweth his sustenance from me, the same also shall live by me. Today is also the commemoration of the holy martyrs of Ireland, and you will have heard the collect for the feast. Powerful little prayer, isn't it? But I, I find it wonderfully appropriate that the feast of the Irish martyrs should fall within the octave of Corpus Christi, and for this reason, that every one of them shed his or her blood in fidelity to what the church does and holds and teaches concerning the Most Holy Eucharist. The Irish martyrs are all, each in his own way, Eucharistic martyrs, giving their life for the holy sacrifice of the Mass, an expression, by the way, that needs to be recovered and used again, the holy sacrifice of the Mass, giving their life for the sacrificing priesthood, not a mere presiding priesthood, a sacrificing priesthood, a priesthood ordered to the altar, and giving their life, also shedding their blood as well, for the real presence, the real abiding presence of our Lord Jesus Christ in the sacrament of his love. The Protestant reformers contested and violently opposed the very notion of adoration of the sacred species. Oh, not to be held aloft, not to be carried about, not to be adored, they said. And our Irish martyrs are all martyrs of the Mass, martyrs of the priesthood, martyrs of the real presence. And so it is wonderfully fitting that we should keep their feast in this octave of Corpus Christi. We have also to seek their intercession today. I'm a firm believer that God in his liturgical providence grants to the saints on the day of their liturgical feast a uniquely powerful capacity for intercession. 
This is something that I learned as a young monk. I read something and it resonated deep within me. Always invoke the saints of the day because on their day, uh, God gives them a special hearing and, and uh, invests them with a particular power for intercession. And so today we, we do well to ask for the intercession of the martyrs of Ireland, Eucharistic martyrs, all of them, that we may follow them in their fidelity to the mystery that is at once sacrifice of Calvary renewed on our altars in an unbloody manner the sacrifice that requires presence and the action of the sacrificing priest and the sacrifice that remains in the real presence of the immolated lamb reserved in the tabernacle or as is the case this week exposed to our gaze in the monstrance In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.